Swanson to first. to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. It is episode 109 of For Future Considerations, the spring break episode, which is why Manny doesn't have a shirt on. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rashad's double fist and margaritas. <laughs> hey, boys, how's spring break? Woo! Oh, so many memories. I'm trying to relive them all at once. <laughs> trying to cram 10 years of partying on uh, spring break into a Tuesday. No, nothing says spring break like coming over to record this show and Manny's just sitting here in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Well, it worked back in the day. <laughs> How you been, boys? <laughs> See, you can't even. You're making jokes, and you can't even. Keep oh, it Jesus! Oh. Uh, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Can you believe what happened? A 90 Day Fiance. What? Uh, the chair drop and the zoom into the chair was maybe the most dramatic thing I've ever seen on television. Live <laughs> right. or or slightly edited like this show. <laughs> the, the, what? Usman gets the water in the face from Kimbali safe flight. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. You know it's funny. I booked my wife a um a trip home to Winnipeg for a couple months from now and I put safe flight in the text safe message. Flight. She was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're missing out so much. I imagine we could all just be sitting here talking about Mike and Jimena. This it's sounds like about- you're making up characters' names. Huh? Like- oh, they're characters. <laughs> Like, every every time you guys talk about this every week on this episode on this podcast now it's a new name it's like what oh, happened the, to the only guy I remember you guys saying is yeah. soldier boy what soldier happened? boy is usman so soldier oh, boy okay. soldier boy oh my goodness manny no soldier boy wrote a song about his ex-girlfriend and kimbali found out she threw a drink of a glass of water in his face and she said she's leaving right now. And he just basically walked out of the room and said, safe flight. <laughs> it's a great line. Actually. It is a great line. Great line. It's a great line. Are you sure this isn't the real soldier boy if he's writing music? Uh, like I don't I don't know. I don't know what this guy is. He she took his necklace and then uh yeah. Uh, I'm boy. not watching this show. You guys are not you guys are not making it. Do yourself a favor. It's, no. It's, it's so good. You're, the guys are not making it attractive to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, trust me, there's not a lot attractive about <laughs> this show, I'll tell you that. And another reason I won't be watching it. <laughs> you guys and your 90-day fiancé. Well, I got to say, fellas, we've had some tremendous guests on the OT, but the love for our last guest is getting out of hand now. This is getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We've received several emails on uh, social media comments about the interview with Aaron Franzen on the OT. Uh, people love that interview. I've stopped getting soccer notifications <laughs> because my phone is just blowing up a damn Aaron Franzen picture every time. Oh, he was just fantastic. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to episode 108. While you're at it, listen to some of our other guests as well. And stay tuned on this episode. We've got a gem of a guest oh, coming man. up on the OT this week. 
at the end of this episode, we will announce details. This is a bucket list guest. Yes. For for future considerations. Huge, huge get for us. We're so looking forward to it. So, uh, uh, well... What else are we going to talk about, though, boys? Has, has been there been quiet. Any, has there been anything else going on in the world of sports? It's been quiet. Just nothing, eh? <laughs> this debate may set the record for our longest yet. We have so much to talk about. From March Madness to baseball, back to football. Well, Jason Light, the general manager, who, of course, brought Tom Brady to the Tempe Buccaneers a couple years ago, was very clear this offseason. He was going to leave the light on for Tom Brady. And while we all spent so much time this past couple weeks discussing what are the Tempe Buccaneers going to do to replace Tom Brady? Is it going to be Russell Wilson? Is it going to be Deshaun Watson? Is it going to be some other veteran quarterback who is not yet signed or has a team that's not yet committed to him? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were very quietly holding out hope that the guy replacing Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady is back, baby. He announced on Sunday he is unretiring to rejoin the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So basically, Brady's retirement lasted less than the baseball lockout and less than 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Guys, what do you think of his decision? Yeah, this is like uh, Ben and Mahogany um, waiting at the airport long for, for those two. I, I think he beat him. Look, 40 days. 40 days. Yep. For him for him to get back. Look, I, I'm not entirely sure he ever really wanted to go. Um, I'm sure just from the competitive side of things, uh, every, every athlete has some time, right? After the season, you're banged up, you're sore, you're home. It probably is just the worst feeling for the last couple of weeks. You've lost, unless you're one team in particular. And, and maybe that's it. And then one day you wake up and you kind of crawl yourself out of bed and you go into the kitchen to your probably second island in the kitchen. And there is a list on there that has about 173 things on it <laughs> with Giselle's signature on the bottom that says, honey, can you please paint the kitchen, finish the garage, clean out the basement? And he said, boys, I got to I got to go back to work. <laughs> There were so many memes about that. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. I, I don't think like that guy. You can't. You can't take out of the game. Um, you know, he's not an analyst. He's not a coach. He's not a front office guy. He's just going to play until that arm gives out. And and the, I think the football gods are going to tell him when he's done. And and they haven't. They didn't answer the call yet. I think maybe he'll want to go out on top too, have that storybook ending, win the championship, and then maybe call it a career. What do you think, Manny? I think this he's got one more year in him. He's 45. Like yeah. he's performed at such a high level, even at age 42, 43, 44. But I gotta think that this is his last year. I I didn't think he was going to retire. I thought he had one more year left in him. This only proves that that was right. Um I just don't like it. Like, if you retire, stay retired. Mm -hmm. I don't like this, oh, I'm retiring, and then, oh, I'm not retired. I'm going to play again. I just, I don't like the back and forth that way. Did you guys see the story about the guy who bought the last touchdown football of his career and paid a boatload of money, and then he unretires a few hours later? Over a half a million dollars he paid for that football. Wild, wild. It's crazy. He's, he's going to get that flip back to him. Tommy's going to take care of him. I don't think he is. He's, oh, you don't think so? No. I, I think Tommy's going to take care of him. I think he's he's out of luck. 
<laughs> this guy paid half a million dollars for something you can get a Canadian tire for 30 bucks. <laughs> and that wasn't the only big news in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Denver Broncos. Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders. Deshaun Watson will not face criminal charges for sexual assault. Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson are going to the L.A. Chargers. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are signing everyone. Guys, the offseason is just getting started. But with all these moves, who are your winners and losers so far in the NFL offseason? Wait, who the hell's the Washington Commanders? <laughs> when did that happen? What happened to the Washington football team? Yeah. You've been watching 98 feet outside too much. Uh, it's still early, right? It's a long offseason. Really early. But they're spending like crazy already. Mm. It's unbelievable. And I love how you're not really supposed to announce the signings until Wednesday, but yeah, yeah everybody knows where everybody's everybody. going. Everybody. It's it's crazy. Like, um, well, you know, if I'm if we're coming off the Tom Brady conversation, I think Tampa Bay's a winner because sure. now all of a sudden they got a quarterback again when they didn't have a quarterback. Yep. So now their championship window is back open mm-hmm. again. Where before you couldn't tell me who was going to throw the football for that. No, exactly. So I think they're a winner. Uh, I think. Uh, I think the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are a loser. Like everybody in that division is better. <laughs> Kansas City still has Mahomes. Yeah. Denver got Russell Wilson. Yep. Right, and they got Randy Gregory from the Cowboys. He was like, "I'll sign with you." No, I'm going to Denver instead. The LA Chargers got Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. They have Justin Herbert. Yeah. They re-signed Mike Williams, so they got better. What's the Raiders? They got Josh McDaniels. They got a coach. They got a coach. So that's going to put them over the top. That's big. Look, I got an I got a Raiders insider. Oh sure. That is is already saying he's he's a little bit hesitant, but he's saying fourteen and three next year. He's saying fourteen and three is what he said. Raiders insider. Put I it think, down. I think I told that same Raiders insider they're going to go four and thirteen, <laughs> and he should come over to the dark side. <laughs> Who are your winners losers? Jacksonville worries me of the money that they're spending because I'm not sure they're so spending money. it at the right places either. Um, I don't know the Kirk guy's first name, but Christian Kirk. He, he's not like he's getting elite WR1 money, right? Yeah, he would be if he got all of his money, I read somewhere, all of his incentives. He would be the third highest paid receiver in the NFL. I don't even know his first name. Like <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a huge NFL guy that I know who who's who, but I didn't even know the guy's name, and he's he's getting paid. They, the, you know, Jacksonville has spent a ton of money, uh, which is is interesting to see. Mitch Trubisky gets a, a deal, goes to Pittsburgh, might be the starter there this year. I think one of the things that I've enjoyed watching is is some of these these quarterbacks that seem to be kind of coming back from the dead uh, that that are getting full-time gigs and and essentially starting gigs you know i i like following indianapolis as i like i like chris ballard their gm he's gonna have a decision to make this year too i know they got denied uh opportunity to talk to deshaun watson um within their division of course whether he's gonna go and try to get a teddy bridgewater or 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 the like um 
just interesting to see what they're going to do. I think he fleeced Washington in that deal for Carson Wentz for for what it was. Um, but there's there's a lot of guys that set a, a ton of intrigue in there back and forth. And and you know, I I would certainly highlight the fact that this money is just flying like crazy for guys I don't even know. <laughs> right. I, I love the you love Chris Ballard. Uh, you love the Colts. I do. Too. I, yeah. I I love I love the way I love what he's about. I love the way that he he talks. He presents himself. Uh, and I, I think he uh, I think he has what uh, what a general manager uh, quality should have. He's been screwed by quarterbacks <laughs> left, right, and center in his front office career and coaches too. Yeah, for fair enough. Yeah. You said a couple of things there that I want to touch on. Mitch Tabriski signing with the Steelers when we posted it on our social media account, Podcast FFC. Mike, who says uh, his reply, big Steelers fan, and just had an image of a trash can about what he thought about the signing. <laughs> I thought that was a great post. Oh, that's good. The The other thing is the chess match with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the Cleveland Browns get trying to get Deshaun Watson, yeah. right? So they don't necessarily have to send Baker the other way. They'll go, okay, now we have Baker. So Indianapolis, what do you want? For sure. Carolina, what do you, what do yep. you, how bad do you want him? What do yep. you want for him, right? So same with Atlanta. If they get to Sean Watson, you know, Matt Ryan's now up for grabs. Yep. What's Matt Ryan worth to you, Indianapolis? You need a quarterback. So and without a first-round pick, right? Carolina, what's he worth to you? Makes it difficult. Right? So I love <laughs> the chess match going on there, mm-hmm. even though – um, I'm a little bit surprised by how much of a hot market there is for Deshaun Watson, knowing that he still faces a suspension from the NFL. For sure. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. Now it's time for our play of the week, and for the second week in a row, we have a basketball play grabbing top honors. Oh, my. Gene Baptiste with one. Needs it for the win. Chattanooga with a game-winning shot in overtime. And a shot he will never forget. Oh, my goodness. Chattanooga wins it on a last-second three-pointer to beat Furman 64-63 to advance to the NCAA tournament. That was wild. Great sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Just the sequence of it, right? Like... Back and forth in the final 25 seconds. Uh-huh. And then the shot that he made at the buzzer was ridiculous. Yeah. Two guys in his face. That's why I'm excited about the March Madness tournament. Always, always. Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings Quality That Shows. And you would have seen that play on Podcast FFC if you were smart. If you followed us on that. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come out so angry. <laughs> if, you, if you were smart. You'd already be following Podcast FFC <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but we're going to post videos on there all the time. Play of the Week's a great feature. Gets you involved. Make sure you vote, share, all of that stuff. We post the options for Play of the Week on Monday. A tight little package for you where you can see all four of those videos. Vote, and then we, have go, of course, reveal the winner on Wednesday's episodes. And speaking of the NCAA tournament, we had a few listener questions about March Madness. Mike in Auburn Hills wants to know, who do we have winning it all? And Chad in Windsor wants to know, who are our Cinderella teams? 
Interesting. At work, I've got a March Madness bracket going. Okay. Um, and the the emphasis, of course, is that no one knows what they're doing. And, and truly, that's one of the, the best parts of this tournament is no one really knows what they're doing. And, and I would even loop in experts and NCAA, you know, ESPN, CSN, the top guys don't know what they're doing when it comes to, to picking these brackets. Um, some people will go cautioned, uh, cautious and take all the ones and the twos and and all that stuff i like to mix it up i like finding a team and just kind of picking one and and getting a, a late seed into the third round because there always seems to be somebody in there and and then the, the enjoyment of being right and getting to tell your friends you knew it all along so that's the best part of the tournament we got like a, i think we're almost about 20 something people that are in this bracket so for the next couple of weeks i'll be spending my time uh uh, filling out uh, an Excel sheet of wins and losses and points for everybody as opposed to doing my actual job. But uh, my final four, I've got Arizona, Duke, Purdue, and Kansas. Ooh. And I've got Virginia Tech as an upset team that's going into the, th- the Elite Eight. I, yeah. I like Virginia Tech a lot. I haven't officially done my full bracket yet, mm-hmm. but I like Virginia Tech a lot because I've been doing some homework on Cinderella's. Yep. Cinderella story. Uh, the Hokies have won 13 of their last 15 games. Hot. All right. Hot. Michigan, who were ranked number six in the preseason poll, mm-hmm. just squeak in, but they have some pretty good players. Uh, I have them going far. South Dakota State has won 21 games in a row. Wow. So I've got them going a little bit farther as a number 13 seed. Okay. Ooh, I like a 13. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> The one thing that, as far as t- favorites, like, you know, Duke, I'm, you've got Duke in your final four. I like Duke to go very far um, just because Mike Krzyzewski's last yep. year, I think there's something there. Yep. And I think Gonzaga is better than what they've shown of late. Okay. So uh, I've got them going far. I still have to finish my brackets, okay. but as far as favorites go, I like Duke, I like Gonzaga, and I like those other schools for my Cinderella's. Yeah, I went out on a limb and picked a Gonzaga as well to win it all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Out on a limb. Go. You got the Avalanche winning the, the Stanley Cup too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have you, you seen my runner. win-loss record on betting? Yeah, I got to play it safe, guys. But I'm changing my winning. pick now. I'm changing my pick because Rashad's got Gonzaga. The bizarro bracket from John Rashad. Just do the opposite. But I am going to do, I've said I've done, I'm going to do this before. I'm going to put a dollar on every upset in the first round, every team that's not favored and see at the end how, uh, if I, if I win or lose some money there. Oh, because I always thought there's going to be somebody in there that's five to one or something that's going to win. That's going to break even. But if you get, uh, somehow get me, get me even, but if there's a, a few 13 and fours and, uh, 11s and sixes that, uh, they want to do me a favor, uh, please do. Oh, I'm excited to see how that turns out for you. That's going to be an interesting yeah, little I mean, experiment. Yeah. A little experiment. Why not? Yeah, we'll follow along on Podcast FFC. It's only money. <laughs> 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 Cost me 90 bucks to fill my car up to come over to Manny's to do this. So <laughs> already in the hall to travel three blocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that joke? Um, somebody was at a gas station and saw that somebody uh, spent $5 on pump two, and they were like, what did that do? Get him over to pump three? <laughs> 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 
That's a good one. Well, the girlfriend who wants to go to an expensive place and you take her to the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great date night. That's good. Like Here's the 3-2. The Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera! The other big news is the fact that the baseball (laughs) lockout is over. Spring training is underway, and the first exhibition baseball games begin this weekend. First, we have a few listener questions from Rick, Lonnie, Jeff, and John, all wondering about the new deal between the owners and the players, from playoff expansion to the wild card to the universal DH. What do you guys think of the deals? I think guys just email us with questions just so they can hear their names on the podcast. <laughs> they do. That's yeah. a lot of. That's a lot of guys. I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I I know Lonnie and Jeff. Okay, but I don't know Rick and John. So well, maybe go. it's Rashad. <laughs> just stop emailing us. E- emailing the account. Uh, I like the Universal DH. Uh, I think it's about time we start to see professional hitters and not. Pitchers mm-hmm. try to hit the ball. Um, you know, one extra team gets into the playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the round of three now. So um, I think it's uh, last year it would have been, if this was, format was in, it would have been the Blue Jays in the American League. Uh, the Blue Jays would have gotten in at 91 and 71. The, the uh, Mariners would have lost out by one game. And Cincinnati would have been in at 83 and 79. See, I wouldn't mind that. You know, all of Canada would have been crazy about the Blue Jays in a best of three series, which mm-hmm. is what the format would be. Yeah. The first two teams getting a bye is very similar to the NFL. Would, yeah, it would have been Houston there. and Tampa Bay in the American League last year. San right? Francisco and Milwaukee, I believe, would have been the. So the I wouldn't mind teams. that. And, you know, like the Reds, Joey Votto getting into the playoffs, that would have been a great story because mm-hmm. now they're tanking Ooh. and selling, and that's just brutal. Um, you know, the young stars get the big raises. And I remember Jamie Campbell talking about how when we had him on the podcast, he was talking about how the young stars are the faces of the game now, but yet they're getting peanuts compared to the other players who have been in the game for so long. So I like the fact that they're getting some big raises. What I don't like about the deal is there's no floor payroll. Mm -hmm. So teams can still tank like the Reds. Yeah. They don't have to meet a ceiling, uh, some sort of ceiling to to be a minimum of how much you have to spend. Like mm-hmm. the NHL, yeah. there's a minimum floor that you have to spend to be competitive, at least in the NHL. Baseball doesn't have that, and I think that's a that's a bad sign. That and teams will still continue to tank mm-hmm. and not spend. John, as a Blue Jays fan. Do you like the idea of expanded playoffs? Like, I think there's a greater chance the Blue Jays make the postseason this year because of it. Yeah, I think it'll benefit the Blue Jays a lot being in the American League East that is always a tough division. But I'm kind of torn because I do like the fact that we could see some more playoff baseball for the Blue Jays. But then it kind of gets rid of the bit of that prestige that baseball always had that if you got into the playoffs, you really deserve to be there. Whereas I know a lot of people complain about the NBA and the NHL where almost everyone gets in and it's, uh, it's not really that special. So I'm kind of torn there. Um, 
I guess if the Blue Jays get in and go on a big run, that'll probably <laughs> cement my uh, opinion in favor of the expanded playoffs. I still like the fact that there's an incentive to to be your best. Like you get a buy in the first round of the playoffs if you're one of the top two division mm-hmm. winners. Mm-hmm. Very interesting uh, how that plays out because with baseball especially, and we're making the season longer here, which again, not in favor of number one. I know it's only three games, but however they schedule that. The first and second place teams that are going to be out are, in theory, going to probably be sitting for about five days. Yes. And that has and hasn't worked for those teams. So, yes, you get to line up your rotation, but if you're the first overall team or the second overall team, I think there's going to be a a fairly strong line there that you're going to be able to do that getting into the playoffs anyways. So be interesting to see how those teams react to that because if you're coming in, obviously you've played well, uh, you're the the number one seed if you've won 100 and something games in baseball and now you're going to be sitting around for five days and coming in to play against a team that's played in the last two or three, won those games and is starting to feel good about themselves, how that kind of has an effect on that that team. I'm interested to see right or wrong, maybe there will be something that maybe there won't. Um, look, I'm, I'm glad I, I don't care about the financials. I don't care who's getting what I'm glad baseball is back. I think it's an embarrassment that this is even, this even happened. Uh, the fact that they put people through this fans, players, all of this stuff, uh, owners to, to even have these discussions and not do this beforehand. I mean, it lasted however long it lasted. You're telling me if we had started this conversation in October or November, we wouldn't have even gotten to Christmas right. and this thing would have been settled. Yeah. So it's stupid that the whole thing happened. It's good that it's back. I don't mind the playoff, ex- uh, the playoff expansion. Again, like I said, it, it's going to extend the season. We're going to be playing world series games in November. John, you're a, a blue Jay fan. It doesn't really, you don't really kind of factor that in as much being a tiger fan here and being in Detroit. It's friggin' cold at Comerica park in November. I don't like baseball in that situation at all either myself i like the universal dh i'm going to be really interested to see where some of these other things that they've talked about that they're going to be voting on are going to happen with in the future of baseball international draft the larger bases for or whatever stupid reason that is the pitch clock the banning the shift this deal gets done as far as from what I can see and, and how I read into it, this deal gets done so that there's baseball. But in two years is when we're really going to see baseball change. Right. And I don't mind that they put those off to try to get a deal done now because, as you put it, it's embarrassing that they didn't have mm-hmm. a deal before and weren't playing. But there are some big topics there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the automated strike zone, for example, is yep. another one that we could see in 2023. There's a lot of stuff. Like baseball is not going to change very much this year. And I think that at some point, uh, not having a, an insider, like I've got a Raiders insider on on the baseball trade <laughs> and, and the baseball collective bargaining agreement. I don't, I have not read anything one way or another that supported either side with this thing settled. I think everybody thought this was a complete waste of time and an embarrassment for the sport. So I would assume at some point there was conversations at that table that were like, guys, we've got to get something done. Maybe we can just push this stuff off and deal with it later uh, and, and figure it out. But baseball, as it is this year, even in 2024-25, is going to be vastly different. 
And there have been a plethora of signings and trades. Uh, Josh Donaldson is now a New York Yankee. Gary Sanchez is in Minnesota to join new addition Sonny Gray. Oakland traded Chris Bassett to the Mets and Matt Olson to the Braves, spelling the end of Freddie Freeman's time in Atlanta. Guys, do you think the Braves will regret letting him go? I don't. Um, I think Matt Olson's a, a pretty pretty good player. I mean, they signed him to an eight-year deal um, after acquiring him, so this is by no stretch a rental or, or anything like that. $168 million deal. Big, big payday for him, absolutely. He's from Atlanta, so it's... You know, everybody loved the Freddie Freeman connection with Atlanta. Matt Olson's from Atlanta. He's four years younger. He's won Golden Gloves. He's averaging more home runs. He averages more home uh, RBIs in uh, in Oakland, which is not a perennial successful offensive team where where Atlanta has been. Uh, he's a left-handed hitter, same as as uh, Freddie Freeman. I think this is an upgrade for the Braves. I'm really concerned about the fact that now he's got to fill Freddie Freeman's shoes after he just won them a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have Ronald Ocuna. Um, during the championship. So him coming back makes them that much more difficult to play against. Sure. Now they have Acuna and Olsen and uh, Ozzy Albies too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good lineup there. Uh, I just I just think that's a tough situation to try to fill Freddie Freeman's shoes because he was so well-liked in Atlanta mm-hmm. and he won them a championship. Yeah, yeah. And, and I see it the other way. Without the championship, I think it's harder. I think the next Cincinnati Reds first baseman is going to have a hard time replacing Joey Votto because Joey Votto was just a sacred member of those, those Reds teams. Freddie Freeman got them to the top of the mountain. They, they won their world series. He got to go out with the Braves as a champion. Uh, Mine's my mindset going in as far as being as a fan or a player. I mean, what more did we really need to get out of Freddie Freeman where now there's a bit of a changing of the guard and, and I think an improvement. Are you ready? Now it's time for Rapid Fire, and we have a hockey question from the listener mailbag. Troy in Windsor is an avid Maple Leafs fan and also an avid listener. He wants to know if we're changing our answer about what Toronto should do at the deadline after you guys said last week they need a defenseman and not a goalie. Who's this guy, Troy? Do we know him? I know Troy. I think I, if it's the Troy I'm thinking about, I know Troy. Um, I, I, I stick with my answer from last week. I think they need two defensemen, not just one. I think they need two defensemen, and Jack Campbell will be back in a couple of weeks if you really think he's that good. Mm-hmm. I think getting a defenseman really helps improve your goaltending because I, I think you're going to have to pay in an arm and a leg to get a goalie of difference. And the fact that their defense still is terrible, I don't know if the goalie can bail them out. I still, they need two defensemen, not just one. They need two. Yeah, and and to see the way that the the market's been set, right, with with Josh Manson getting traded to Colorado, so that costs them a prospect and a second round pick. Anaheim's going to retain some of the salary too, so they, they kind of clear up some of that salary. Colorado does by by making that deal. Um, so market's been set is a prospect and a second round pick for a three four defenseman going to be worth. The Leafs don't need a three four defenseman on, on their blue line. They need a guy, and and if that's the price, are they willing to pay that? It's going to be cheaper to get a goalie than it will be to get a defenseman. But like you said, the goalies are not going to be 
uh, you know, the upper echelon guys that that might be able to to steal a series. I think it's it's just like anything else. Like it's Leafs fans got to have something to panic about, and and Jack Campbell's not even playing right now. He's been hurt for the last little while. Likely has affected his performance in the last little bit as well. Um, I think everybody just needs to take a breather. Mark Andre Fleury might be the only goalie that can save them. Maybe, yeah, but I, I still think they need Flurry then and a defenseman. Yeah, yeah, I think a defenseman is a must. I think a goaltender would be at the right price. An impactful goaltender, probably not on the wish list. Didn't the rookie get a shutout Tuesday night? Maybe, maybe he's the savior. He's. I, I heard they've already started bronzing the jersey to to hang somewhere. <laughs> I agree with you guys. How many times have we seen this over the years in Toronto where they have a top flight goalie and no defense, and then within six months, everyone hates the goalie, and he's the worst thing ever, and they need to get him out of town. Right. Freddie Anderson, hello. Exactly. How's he doing this year? (laughs) Another question from Ken in Mississauga, and this one is interesting. LeBron James is the first player in NBA history with at least 30,000 points. 10,000 rebounds and 10,000 assists. Where does he rank on your all-time GOAT list in basketball? He's number two. He's behind MJ. I got I him agree. Th- I got him three. Ooh. Behind Who, who's Michael that? one, Kobe two. Oh, you went Kobe. Okay. Kobe's got more championships. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? Doesn't? Am I remembering that right? How many championships does Kobe have? Now you're going to make me look that up. I thought you were going Jackie Moon. I had that whole thing uh, pulled up there. but <laughs> He's got five, right? Kobe has got uh, five, five yeah. right? And LeBron has four, right? So Kobe's So you're my just guy. saying it's, it's strictly championships. Well, because he played an integral part in those championships. Yeah. Yes, he was Shaq. He was with Shaq a cup for a couple of them. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron also had uh, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Le- Wade. LeBron has built his championship teams literally. Who do you you have? You have LeBron too. Yeah, for me, it's Michael Jordan. It's always going to be Michael Jordan, just yeah. because for me, he did things with the basketball that I've never seen anyone do before or since. And that's for me, it's not just the titles. It's just the things that he could make happen completely by himself. He could take off from the free throw line. He could go baseline. He could shoot threes. And I know some of these guys can do all of those as well. But Jordan did, did it with a flair that I've never seen anyone do it before or since. Yeah, and and look, if we're gonna just go down to simple numbers and and highlights or career awards, um, Kobe Bryant, five time NBA champion, two time Finals MVP, an MVP of the league, eighteen time All Star, LeBron James, eighteen time All Star, four championships, all four years he was the Finals MVP, and he's got four MVP championships in the league. Kobe's got one, so. Just from that alone, I think there's some separation there. Okay. So you guys both have LeBron 2. I've got LeBron 3. Yep. And Michael Jordan. Is Michael Jordan number one for you, or is that where Jackie Moon comes in? I don't think there's ever a debate amongst us about Jordan 1. I think there's a pretty good debate about 2-3 spots. Yep. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. And now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. This song is from Stephanie in Scarborough. 
This song is called The Motto from Tiesto and Ava Max. So, fellas, pump it or dump it. Oh, I'm pumping it. Great song. Oh, We're back on, baby. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> I think there's a TikTok song. Uh, I think oh, I've seen it, aren't this they all time. now? Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> artists don't even write full songs anymore. They write 45-second <laughs> segments that, that get played, and then you listen to the rest of the song. You're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> We're pumping this one at the pool this, this summer. This is going to be a pool song for yes, you? yeah. This is a certified banger, boys. This, oh, this yeah. is a good one. This is a good one. Way to go. Way to go. Unanimous. I love this. Oh. Hey. Way to go, Stephanie. <laughs> Playing at the club better than our, A lot better than our normal house DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hire Stephanie as our music director? Yeah, let's. I like it. Let's respond to her and tell her to send us more. Yeah. <laughs> We want to know what you're listening to, Stephanie. I love Ava Max. Sweet but Psycho was a great debut, and uh, I like all of her stuff since. I hated that song. Did you? <laughs> yes. I love that we agree on this current one. Now we're going to fight about an old one. What, what, what was that? What song was that? Sweet but Psycho. Do you remember that song? I don't think so. Do I have to find it? I'll have to find yeah. it. Sorry, uh, Rashad, I don't know the uh, discography of Ava Max. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Tiesto makes this song bang. Yeah, Tiesto, <laughs> Tiesto's the <laughs> He's the bang of this song. She's the er. <laughs> that psycho song's terrible, Rashad. Tell me you don't like that song. See, I'm biased. I love Top 40, so. Does Ava Max have an album out, or is she just 25-second hits here? Oh, no, no. She's had albums. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, I'll have, I'll have to find this. I'm going to bore you guys with me looking up Ava Max <laughs> on YouTube. So you're not calling it up right now? Um, I'm looking for it, but I got a, a Tandy uh, 350 here, so it's going <laughs> to take, take a little bit. <laughs> you even, are you even old enough to know what a Tandy is, Matt? Oh, we had a Tandy. The Dumashells had a Tandy. That was probably our first one. That's a good song. No, it's not. No, it's all right. <laughs> play, play, play the oh, motto mind, again, Rashad. Yeah, I play, know this song. play the motto again, Rashad. <laughs> Pump it. <laughs> and that does it for another debate. Oh, another good one too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not done yet. All oh, Friday's going to be something special. We got a great oh. guest coming up on the OT. One of our favorite human beings will be with us. Fred Wallace, the voice of the Owen Sand Attack, will be our guest on our second episode this week that will be released on Friday. How pumped are you guys about this one? Oh, so pumped. I can't believe it's going to happen. I don't know. He's going to be logging in on a Tandy, so I don't know how we're going to be able to connect here on uh, on our recording platform. So. That's why it's taken so long to get him on. I'm trying not to get too excited, but... <laughs> Fun fact, Fred Wallace used a typewriter longer than almost anyone else in the radio industry for writing stories. Uh-huh. Do they still have that printer in the newsroom that... Uh, <laughs> He loved that and ripped it off <laughs> because it went from the typewriter to that printer. Yep. The mainstays. 
<laughs> Another like, fun thing about Fred too is the number of times that guy doesn't even write a sports cast; he just does it out of his head. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when the printer doesn't work, yeah, or yeah. The typewriter runs out of ribbon. But, <laughs> but the thing is, he could do a sports cast that he did from 1973 and still remember it, yes. score by score, goal score by goal score. We should ask him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can follow us on social media for more debate and great content. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and for future considerations on Facebook. Yeah, you can send us questions as well. Comments, topics, anything you know about Ava Max to email for future considerations at gmail.com. If you've got a better song than the motto from Tiesto and Ava Max, Ooh, we want to hear from tough you. One. Walker Hayes got any new stuff oh, yet? Please <laughs> don't even. Although don't we got anything new from a psycho. We got anything new from Treble Charger that we can play? <laughs> well, the last two weeks, didn't we have like that '90s rock? Yeah, we to it? we went through a phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just waiting for the next one of those to come out. And you know what? That Avril Lavigne song that you hated—it's climbing the charts. It's doing pretty well. It's no Encanto though. No, no. <laughs> No more Disney submissions. <laughs> no more Disney submissions. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode. London Awnings, Quality That Shows. And Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition and hibernating, because we haven't heard <laughs> yeah, from him in yeah. a while. <laughs> He's, he, he saw his shadow. He's got to be coming out soon. <laughs> Come on, Shane. <laughs> oh man that's so good oh uh, everybody it was your pleasure for joining us i'm, I'm glad you were able to <laughs> this one today Real, another landmark show 109 110 should be happening with fred wallace what's 109 oh we didn't we didn't even do that no oh you know what i need to help with uh with this guy's name is it ali di or ali day the soccer player I don't even know who you're talking about. So he's got 109 international goals scored. It's old There's news only now. one that is higher than him. It's old news. It's Manny's shower buddy, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. No, get it right. He's my cousin. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, it's, he's, uh, he, he was 109 international goals, episode 109, but he's now been surpassed by the third greatest soccer goal scorer of all time. Sure. <laughs> He's only got 107 goals now. <laughs> 807 goals he scored. 807 goals he scored. I know. It's not bad. Hey, They that- should make the nets bigger. <laughs> what a great way to end the show by talking about the most prolific score in soccer history. Fred Wallace. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.